God is good. And all the time, God is good. Yeah, I'm so happy to see all of you. So happy to see Pastor Jay, you know, Aaron and his wife, uh, Marcus. Yes, I see. Oh, and the wife. Wow, good. And oh, I need to go up here. No. I, I love to be humble, so I was trying to, you know, humble. <laughs> oh, my guy, that's, that's, I like him. He, he did my haircut last time. <laughs> and Kevin and his wife, wonderful people. Great church. I, I am very blessed to be here tonight. Oh, my, my friend, Kevin, uh, such a blessing. Yeah, and all of you, I, I might not know your names, but... We are one in Christ. Yeah. I came with a good friend of mine. I ministered in their church in Sacramento years ago, and then he moved here. I'm trying to make him a, a member here. Uh, all right. You want to welcome him? You love him? I'm a good salesman. I like this. Okay, so I, I think I have, we have the scripture ready. I want to read the scripture, and to, tonight I want to speak. Oh, Russ, oh, my friend. <laughs> I almost ignored you, I'm sorry, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're a humble man. <laughs> thank you, Pastor, thank you for having me. You failed? No problem. So, Matthew chapter 20, if you have your Bibles, you have a good voice. Yeah, so good. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. I'll have someone read for us, and then I will speak on a subject, entitlement. How many people here like the feeling of being entitled? You know, how many are, enti- how many are entitled to something? I mean, this is America. It's the country of freedom and rights. Yeah. <laughs> So you have some entitlement, some privileges. Yeah? Matthew chapter 20, if you have your Bibles, and from verse 20. I mean, if you don't, it's okay. You can read it later. I'll tell you the story, but you have to trust it. (laughs) So in the book of Mark, it gives a similar account, but it's the brothers, James and John, who might have been you know, Jesus' cousins, and they are making a very confident request. And then Matthew, it's the mother who's making the request. I mean, I like it. It's, it's interesting when the mother knows what they want for their kids, and the kids know what they want, and somehow both the mother and the kid want the same thing, Right? I'm sure that's the prayer of every parent. But it is at a time when Jesus... Okay, I should stay here. It is at a time when when Jesus had just spoken about his death. He said, I'm about to go through a very hard time. I'm about to take the cup. I'm about to bear the sin of the world on my wounded back. I'm about to die so that they live. And around that time, they make a request. They say, okay, so fine, we've heard about your death. But we have one request. Can James and John, at least one of them, sit at your right? One. And the other at the left. 
It, it's a little bit insensitive when you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody tells you, can I have your car when you die? <laughs> Does it remind you of a prodigal son? He said, give me my inheritance now. In the culture, you're at least supposed to wait for your father to die. Or the father should initiate the process of giving the inheritance. But they were not patient enough. And so James and John, they have a good request. They're saying, give us to sit the privilege. We feel entitled. Remember, we are your cousins. We, we are not like them. I don't know where you got some of these people, but at least for us, we, we, are, we, we, we are relatives. We are close. And, and because you've talked about your death, we have no problem with you dying. But could, could we... S- Please, can I sit at the right and my brother at the left? We don't care about anybody else. But at least the two of us should at least get what we want. That's a spoiled kid. And sometimes we're spoiled. But what I like about that, number one, they knew what they wanted. You might not like what they want, but at least they knew what they wanted. And a lot of people actually don't know what they want. As a pastor, I've had many young people come. And they tell me, this guy is taking me out, buying me coffee, but I don't know what he wants. <laughs> Do you have those guys here? But they come on Sunday, not Wednesday, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that Jesus did not rebuke them for making the request. Because the Bible says, let your request be known. And it's wonderful when the request is honest. It might be insensitive... I love kids because kids are very honest. Sometimes they can be insensitive. Sometimes they can embarrass you. But they are honest. They know what they want sometimes. I mean, I just had a kid uh, where I was staying in California. He came, touched my stomach. He said, do you have a baby in there? Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I mean, the, the parents are so embarrassed. They're like, you don't say that. <laughs> you don't say that. But I'm sure some people would like to say that, but they will not say it. <laughs> I'm suspecting Kevin might want to tell me. <laughs> so, do you know what you want? It's important to know what you want. But the second thing he said, now I know you know what you want. But are you willing to drink of the cup? So many people want certain privileges, but they don't know that there's a price to pay for it. I believe even this great country, there's a lot you enjoy that other countries don't. But somebody had to pay a price. There's a sacrifice for every privilege. 
when growing up, my parents constantly reminded me and reminded us that the reason why you have the little you have is actually because you are first on the list. We are last on the list. So we will sacrifice so that at least you have something. Um, we, I was in, uh, I don't know what the name of the place, um, somewhere in Virginia, West Virginia, I don't know, one of the Virginias. <laughs> and there was, a, I mean, a great day to honor veterans. And a memorial. And they brought about 60 of them, gave them a badge of honor. And they said, we honor you for the service. I was deeply moved. Because I said somebody paid the price. Sometimes we like security. It's a nice privilege, isn't it? But somebody has to be willing to take the bullet for you to be safe. I saw that in Fresno. It was like a movie. I never knew. I knew this this side of America. I did not know the criminal elements in, in, in your country. But then as we were going to the train station, uh, there was a guy, you know, trying to run away from the police. And then a car, I mean, the traffic was building up. Then he hit the car, he was trying to run. And like 20 armed officers with guns I had only seen in movies came. And I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm dying here. I'm, di- <laughs> I'm dying. I'm really dying. I'm about to see Abraham and everyone else. Yeah. yeah. But... For some people, that's their life. So that you can have a different life. I believe a good father will sacrifice for the kids. I believe a good husband will sacrifice for the wife. So the language of sacrifice begins to reduce entitlement. Because the same freedom, the same security, the same sleep, you enjoy somebody, someone else also likes it. But they say, no, I'll shelf so that they can sleep. I'll eat less so that I can eat more. Even most people who give, in, even in church or in ministries, are not necessarily because they have plenty they sacrifice. So what do you want? But are you willing to take the cup, are you willing to pay the price? And the ultimate price is death. They said, yes, we are willing. We are really determined. We want to be great. So we are willing to pay any price. But Jesus said, now I know you're willing. I know you're willing. I know you will drink of the cup. Talking about their death. But he said, as for who sits where is up to the Father. So I know what you want. I know you're willing to pay the sacrifice. But as to what you become, as to the greatness you achieve, as to who sits where is up to the Father. Because it doesn't matter what you want and what sacrifice you make. It is not a guarantee that you will get what you paid for. It's not. And if you think life one day will be fair. You will wait for a very long time. 
Because the scripture says clearly, God is just. But justice is not fairness. And so if you constantly battle with what you want and you're willing to pay the price and you forget God's sovereignty, that it is not about us getting what we want, but it's about the Father doing what He wants. Some of the most powerful prayers are when God answers the prayer, but he answers in a way you did not expect him to answer. Do you know why he does that? To remind you, you are not the one who tells me what to do. I am the one who tells you what to do. So if you're here, you're saying, God, why? I'll ask you, why not? You see, entitlement, you find people say, why me? But I always wonder, why not you? Who do you want to go through what you're going through? You see, it's because you're entitled. You think, I would rather get what I want, even if everybody else doesn't get it, as long as I get it. That's entitlement. But it's up to the Father. And let me tell you, when you begin, as you read, you begin to see that the story is actually not about what we want. And the sacrifice we're willing to pay. But what the father wants. And so for me I believe greatness. Is not even knowing what you want. And being willing to pay the price to get what you want. But greatness for me. Is knowing what the father wants. And beginning to want what the father wants. And the father wants. Listen. The father wants you. The father wants you. That's grace. He wants you. He, he's not so interested in your doing. He is first and foremost interested in you. He wants you to come into a relationship with him. And he wants you. He, wa- he loves you unconditionally. He has paid the ultimate price so that you can have life. He has given you the opposite of what you deserve. The grace of God. Extravagant grace of God. None of us deserves anything we have. So even what you have, that you wanted to have, you don't even deserve to have it. It is by the masses of God that we are not consumed. Oh yes, he is a merciful, he is a gracious God. So before you complain that there is so much you don't have, I want you to pause and first of all think about what you already have. Which is more than you deserve. You have life. You have a relationship with God. You have roof upon your, above your head. You have some little food on the table. You have shoes on your feet. There's so much you have. It's too much. I said you have abundance. You have too much. So before you even ask for more. Can't you count what you have? Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Hey, before you complain about what your wife doesn't have, walk with her in the street and you see other people looking at her funny. They, they like her. They think she's great. Can't you appreciate her? Some people would pay any price to have what you have. <laughs> the same, I mean, your husband. He's the best. You don't know? 
ask around. There are some people who think he's wonderful. You don't get those compliments sometimes? Oh, your husband is so wonderful. (laughs) Hallelujah. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for her. Sometimes she asks so many questions, but I thank God for her. (laughs) She thinks I know everything, but I thank God for her. (laughs) I mean, my wife thinks I should know everything. I should know the weather. (laughs) I should protect her, but some dangers, I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I should not worry. Sometimes she's even stronger than me in some things. But I thank God for her. I thank God for my kids, my daughter, my two sons. One of them thinks he's Spider-Man, but I thank God for him. (laughs) One of them, I mean, he just, on Sunday, he just jumped out of uh, some height, fell on the seat, and then a nail you know, ran through his, uh, his thigh. He had to, he had, they had to do 13 stitches. But I thank God for him. <laughs> you know, one of my friends says, even if your, your kids bring a zero, you need to make it prophetic and say, oh, you, this zero, I see something. You will travel all over the world. (laughs) Because what we have is too much. It's too much. We thank God for his extravagant grace. So before you complain, thank God. I said thank God. Are there people here who are willing to give him a praise right now? Now, what I also like about the story is that there are two gentlemen, at least, who made it clear what they wanted. But do you notice that the rest were uncomfortable? Because they also wanted the same spot. So, I'm, I'm, I'm sure... You know, Peter and the rest are complaining. So, you're going to sit on the right and the left. Uh-huh. What about us? What about yeah. us? Where, where do we sit? Maybe behind, maybe. But those are four. So, what about the rest of us? <laughs> so, they still have the same struggle, but at least these two voiced. And sometimes I like it because if you can voice your struggle, you, you can bring it out, your entitlement, he will deal with you. And you will appreciate the journey more than the quiet mamara who said nothing, but they are complaining and murmuring. So, in conclusion, it's not what you want, what you're willing to pay the sacrifice for, but what the father wants. He wants you. He wants a relationship with you. But he says, greatness is in service. Because as you 
know him and have a relationship with him, the overflow of that relationship is service to men. Do you have people here who are so close to God that they only talk to him? (laughs) Do you have them? (laughs) They only talk to God, they don't talk to us. But Jesus was called a friend of sinners. The more you know him, he changes your perception. And you begin to see people through his eyes. And you don't see people as people who elevate you to become better than them. But people who are in need. And that you see the need that needs to be met. The more you know him, the more he changes your perception. And so it's no longer about you having a name, but his name being glorified as you live out your life. We went at the Billy Graham Center. We were doing some studies on global evangelism. And I was amazed by this man who had a great name, but he left a legacy of humility of prayer and dependence on God. And I I looked at a scripture I liked in the library that when we came to you, we did not preach ourselves, but Christ and him alone crucified. So I pray tonight. It's very difficult for me to say tonight because it's it's late, but it's not, I don't see darkness yet. <laughs> but tonight I pray that begin to want him more than anything else. May the Holy Spirit help us to want his presence more than his presence. May he help us to desire him. And as we desire him and more and more of him, we begin to live out that life. And guess what? You are more grateful. You grumble less. You mama less. You have an attitude of gratitude. And guess what? You are overflowing with love. Guess what? People begin to see him in you. The John, John the Baptist had a great name. Before Jesus came, he was the great man of God. And this man could preach. He was way in the wilderness, but they came looking for him. He had an anointing. You know, it's one thing to look for people is another thing for people to look at, to look for you. So they came looking for him. He, he never lived a very flamboyant life. He ate some insects and honey. But people came looking for him. And he built a great ministry. And, and, and people always want to give you a certain name because of your impact. But then he constantly said, no, 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 no. It's not about me. I'm just a voice in the wilderness. Say, prepare ye the way. Repent. And then when Jesus showed up, he said, oh, the lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world, I'm not even worthy 
to t- I, I don't I don't think many of us would do that. I don't think I would do if I baptized Jesus, I would put it I would put up a website. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe I'm all alone here, but I know I would. <laughs> and I would make sure every time you introduce me, you mention that. <laughs> you forgot something. <laughs> but watch. Then his ministry begins to fade. Because Jesus was the star now. So multitudes are following. And people came. They were concerned. They said, John, I, I don't know whether you know, you actually endorsed this man. Yeah. This man has more followers than you. John said, I know, but let him increase. Yeah. Yeah. And let me decrease. Yeah. Let him take the show. Yeah. Because it has never been about me. Yeah. But about him and his glory. I don't know what gives you significance. I don't know what gives you significance. I don't know what gives you a sense of greatness. But I pray that it's nothing that we have but our relationship in him and living out that relationship serving men. And when you do that, then Christ becomes your model. Because he was never a taker. He was only a giver. And when he died, it was the greatest sacrifice. But let me tell you, it will never be in vain. Because his name now is the name above all names. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So what looked like weak service had the most powerful results. And who knows if you can catch some fire and begin to live out your life. His life. Service and sacrifice. Thousands of lives transformed. Many healed. Broken. Because you're not living for yourself. But living for others. Can I challenge you? Maybe you're wearing somebody's shoe. Yes? Maybe. Maybe it's a shoe that God gave you to pass it to your neighbor. But you liked it. You deserve it. Am I making sense? Don't keep that smile to yourself. Don't keep that word to yourself. Don't don't, don't, don't get caught up into political correctness yeah. and what is popular that you forget to desire him and what he desires and stand out for him and let your light shine. And when the light shines, it will dispel all forms of darkness. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I think about privileges, sometimes I feel, what more can I ask for? When I have a relationship with the Father. When I think about sometimes as a human being we have needs we have fears, we have anxiety but deep down our hearts because of sin we are selfish all of us we want our own space our own name our own entitlement and sometimes we are willing to push anyone but I believe if any relationship will thrive if any marriage will thrive, it's when you put the other first. Just before we came, we had a women's conference. And it was interesting. We had women this side and men this side. And one of the favorites in Kenya, I don't know here, one of my favorites alongside other men, scripture is the one that says women submit. Oh, we like it. Almost putting it on the wall. Submit. I don't know the men here, but we. But then the, 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 the other verse says, submit to one another. And it never said, police submission. Submit. No, no. Like a gym instructor. Two more submissions. No, no. Three. It says love. So I believe our relationship with God should reflect in every aspect of our life. And that's greatness. It's not an achievement that you can take everything. It's a great achievement to God that you can give everything. Don't you know the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So if you come to a place where you are more of a giver than a taker, you're more preoccupied with the Father's... What did Jesus say? I'm in my Father's business. If he did not withhold his only son, I pray that you will be like Abraham, willing to sacrifice. For Abraham so loved the Lord that he gave his only son even before there was John 3.16 Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son and you know that was the point he saw and encountered Jehovah Jireh let go let God let the Holy Spirit minister to you for a few minutes just allow him to talk to you and speak to you. I don't know how you want to do it, but let's have some time of surrender to him. And let him know that we love him. Let him know that we desire him. Let him know that we give him everything. You can tell him what you want, but ultimately we want him. We desire him. 
not only in this life but even in the life to come we would desire an intimate he said seek first the kingdom of god and its righteousness the kingdom of god the kingdom of god seeking the king seeking righteousness seeking what he seeks loving what he loves you might be dealing with bitterness you hate somebody you're bitter with someone but think about what you're doing it could be selfishness but forgive and let go let just let let go put them first see them the way god sees them open our eyes lord to see as you really are to see you as you are to see people like you see them help us to be servants help us to be givers help us not to be takers help us not to be so preoccupied with who we are where but rather who you are help us father to be people that are ambassadors of Christ that we are more preoccupied with making your name known that our prayers our father what in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven yes father that's our prayer tonight that's our prayer tonight even in this community even in this great country hallelujah you see my brothers and sisters i pray yes i love america it's a great country i pray god bless america but i also pray america bless god because this entitlement of god bless america sometimes we forget that we ought to bless god to love him to live for him and that's what i'm praying for all of us come on just declare that word over this nation over this nation his kingdom come his will be done in america as it is in heaven his will be done oh hallelujah his will be done in our relationships his will be done in our marriages i pray for restoration of broken lives i pray for restoration of broken homes i pray for every wounded heart to be healed because the lord is the healer of broken hearts hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord hold the hand of your neighbor if you can and if they need prayer you can pray with them wherever they are you can ask them what they need prayer for and if somebody needs to get saved get them saved you know ask them what they need pray for them hug them love them the power of god is present here the anointing that breaks every yoke and removes every burden just take time talk to your neighbor and ask them what they need if they need whatever they need from god ask them because his will be done his will be done. his glory his glory his glory jesus the name above all names let his name be known in our lives let his name be known let his name be known let his name be known hallelujah hallelujah come on just pray for them because i believe with all of my heart that god is present to heal the broken hearts he's present he's present oh god we need you forgive us for he have sinned and fallen short your glory oh god we desire you we desire you more than silver and gold more than power more than fame more than popularity oh god we love you we love you we love you we love you because you loved us extravagantly you loved us so much we unconditionally we love you lord jesus hallelujah thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus hallelujah 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 thank you lord jesus Thank you Lord Jesus. Oh 
God touch your people today. Lord, thank you for bringing me in this great church at this time. Oh God, thank you for every word I have spoken. I have spoken for you. But Lord, it's up to you. It's up to you, oh our Father, to do with us as you will. We are open that you do as you will. As you will. Sometimes it's not our will, but yours. Align our will with your will. I pray that somebody in, Gets, in some Gethsemane here will say, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. That even when I don't want to go, I will go. Even when I don't want to say it, I will say it. Not my name, but yours be known. We preach not ourselves, but Christ. We preach not ourselves, but Christ. That they may know him and the power that is in the resurrection. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Let it quicken us. Oh my God, I thank you. Thank you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.